so Krishna's most recent job uh, has been as a. Um, did you hear that? That was, that was yeah. That was weird. That was a freaky plane sound. Oh, okay. It sounded like, it, like a spaceship was landing on your it roof. It really <laughs> sounded that way here too. For all you know, it did. <laughs> ja do ja Sorry, that's our new that's our new plan of attack. When the aliens come, we'll just go. <laughs> talk about singing and dancing and Bollywood superboys. Yes! <laughs> I got Just it right like last time. week, yeah, superboys. <laughs> Specifically, well, well, actually there are more than one, so spoilers. That's true. Well, I mean, depending on how we're defining super people in this movie, there's a, there's a whole plethora. <laughs> Dare we say that there is, like, a team... I, yeah, a villainous team of super mutants, mm-hmm. although they don't mm-hmm. call themselves that because no, they don't called... want to encroach too much on X-Men's no, territory. they're called manimals. Manimals, yeah. <laughs> so much more Which threatening. <laughs> just reminded me of, like, Danimals yogurt. Danimals, yes! <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's our way of saying we're talking about Krish 3 this week. Um, yep. I have to say, I really had a great time watching this movie. I'm not going to pretend like it's the best movie I've ever seen. It's not even the best superhero movie I've ever seen, but it just was fun and ridiculous. And even though like a lot of it didn't make sense, (laughs) it all kind of followed its own internal logic. And that's all I'm ever looking for for these kind of movies. (laughs) Yeah, no, and I agree with you. I also had a ton of fun. I thought the pacing was a lot better than Krish. I agree. Um, And I do think that this one was definitely a lot more just like entertaining and I felt more invested in it. And I'm sure we'll get into it, but I did, towards the end, I was kind of just like, okay, like, it definitely we had a fight on. scene in one place, and then we moved and had a fight scene here. Yeah, <laughs> it, it definitely went on longer than it needed to. Yeah. Um, but those are all things we we will talk in more depth about. Yet again, we have Rithik Rashan in our two leading roles. He's yeah. back as both Krishna and Rohit. And we have oh. Priyanka Chopra Jonas back again as Priya and Rakesh Rashan directing and one of several writers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I genuinely found myself forgetting that Rithik plays both characters. Yeah. Like, I saw them as two completely separate people. Yes, Um, yeah. Which, A, I think they actually did a pretty good job with that special effect. Like, it didn't feel Mm -hmm. like they were over, like, showing it. They weren't like, ooh, look, they're hugging each other. Look what we can do. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But they also didn't shy away from it. So I kind of just, my brain was like, oh, yes, there's these two people. And they're Mm -hmm. different. Again, kudos to Rithik. Yeah. I didn't think about that. But now reflecting, you're absolutely right. And I totally agree. And I do think the way that Rithik changes his voice to play Rohit was really impressive. And I didn't notice it so much in Koi Mil Gaya because he's that way through the whole movie. But But then having a comparison. Yeah. Was really impressive. So yeah, he definitely deserves those. Yeah. Those kudos. Yeah. 
He's just like a he's really good actor. <laughs> he is a really good actor. And we also need to call out Kangana Renat uh yeah. for her her portrayal of Kaya, which she was a great kind of femme fatale character. Yeah. Um, who Sad. had a, an interesting, like, kind of redemption arc. And then who played Call? Vivek Oberoi, who played Call, also. He, yeah, he was dark. He was dark. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he was, I don't know, he was an interesting villain to me. Yeah. I thought a more compelling villain than Dr. Arya was. He definitely had yes. his reasons for being villainous, even though I kind of felt like... Well, again, we'll get into it. I don't we need will. To get into I know. It I'm like, I have some thoughts. <laughs> Great. Uh, so, Krish 3. But we open the movie, we get a nice summary of the events of Koi Milgaya and then the mm-hmm. events of Krish, just to get us all up to speed in case we haven't watched those movies in the last two weeks. <laughs> um, and then the first thing we see for this story, we're in a lab, uh, and there's a guy in like a tube. <laughs> Uh-huh. And he's clearly having experiments done on him. We see that he's, like, strapped down. He starts, like, twitching as, like, lime green smoke is getting pumped into the tube, which lime mm-hmm. green, Disney taught us, is the color of evil. So we it know is. <laughs> we know that we're in dangerous territory. So as this man in the tube is being tortured by this green smoke, um, we hear a voice say, Kal's experiment was successful. I will spread this virus across the world and destroy humanity. But all we see is a person wearing sunglasses. And then that person laughs. Uh, But then we flash over to our boy Rohit. Um, He's in his lab at home and he has figured out how Jadu, his alien companion, draws power from the sunlight. He then eats a spoonful of board vita. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> <Just> gross. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine that would be pleasant. But then he goes to wake up Krishna and Priya and share with them his discovery. So Krishna and Priya come up to his lab. Krishna, we first see shirtless and just jacked out of... <laughs> out of mind out of house and home <laughs> I, I i wrote i wrote two things about this one <laughs> krishna's body is just bonkers <laughs> bonkers <laughs> I, I like jacked out of house and home <laughs> <laughs> and then two love that priya put on like a scarf to look decent you know she's like oh we woke up i'm in my pajamas but let me just put on a scarf like yeah yeah that's funny yeah. i want to hide my neck you know <laughs> yeah for my modesty (laughs) but and then krishna for his modesty just puts on like a zip-up hoodie that he does leave halfway unzipped which (laughs) is also a weakness of mine (laughs) and we get a lot of that we get a lot of the like full bollywood chest in this movie well that's kind of what his whole outfit is yeah yeah that's yeah that's his look (laughs) i love the like wistful expression in your eyes as you you reflect on this anyway so rohit he's got this pen thing and it beeps when the sunlight is reflecting in just the right way and he's got all these mirrors set up so as the sun comes up the mirrors catch the sunlight and he puts the pen in the middle of the mirrors and then it turns the light into beams so now it was just sort of like random lights but now they're like these very concentrated beams and then he gets the pen to gather all the beams together into one beam and it directs at this dead plant and the plant starts to turn green again and then it explodes (laughs) yeah that's not good (laughs) and then there's a line in galaxy quest where this thing like gets 
this alien gets like brought up onto their ship and they're like it turned inside out and then it explodes and then they, he goes and then it exploded <laughs> anyway oh my That's galaxy it, quest it, friends out there it did remind me of like star trek oh the sure second, into darkness like the sequel of the more recent like chris pine zachary quinto films because that i never saw they find a plant early on in the movie and they're like whoa it has like regenerative properties Oh. And then, spoiler alert, it comes back. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting we're getting Star Trek Galaxy Quest vibes here. Just, just um, star vibes, yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> space show vibes. Anyway, yeah, plan explodes. And Rohit is like, okay, well, the power's too strong. I'm going to need to create a filter. And then Krishna's like, well, the filter's going to have a brain, which I don't really why? understand why it has to have a brain. <laughs> but got to create a filter that will let in just enough sunlight. So then we learn that poor Krishna keeps getting fired from various jobs because he always has to ditch to go do superhero stuff in the middle Mm -hmm. of his shift, which he should really find something where he can work remotely and then that won't be a problem. That's true. I've also just thought about this because it it comes up a lot in various superhero things, mm -hmm. like modern superhero things where people are like, I don't get paid for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> but also I have to keep doing it. And unless you have a Tony Stark there to fund right. everything. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, they have a really nice house. So clearly they someone's do. paying for it. And grandma had money. I forgot about yeah. that. Who's yeah. presumably and we also, dead? We do also know that grandma is dead. It's never really talked oh, about, but we, we do, do know see it? her picture on the wall. Oh, oh I yeah. That. We, we see her. She's got like a, we've got a garlanded picture of yeah, grandma okay. next to Nisha. Yeah. So grandma's dead. <laughs> All right, that makes sense. I was like, she's not here. No. (laughs) So yeah, Krishna's most recent job is as a security guard, and he's only been doing that for like a week, but then he gets fired because there was this robbery that he was supposed to be like guarding the store, Mm -hmm. Um, but the robbers came and he turned into Krish, and they were like, well, you abandoned your post. Yeah, my question is, he's a big muscular guy, right? Why didn't he just remain as himself, as a security was... guard, and just punch them? Like, yeah. you you can do some things. <laughs> that was also, like, you don't need to do all of your power. You can no. just, yeah, like, beat them up. <laughs> Take them out. Like, you're still good at fighting. But uh, he, he didn't think that way, and so now he's fired. <laughs> and as he's, like, standing there in the locker room at his now former job, um, he sees on the news a report that a flight coming into Mumbai airport has mul- malfunctioning landing gear. As the camera pulls back from the TV that's showing this news report, we see that Krish has already disappeared. Sorry, I go back and forth between calling him Krish and Krishna, but we all know Hey, you know, about. they're both part of him. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And Krish is a part of all of us. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, plane's not doing great, but as it flies over the shell of a skyscraper, we see Krish running along in slow motion. <laughs> Look, I think it was a great introduction to a film. Like, I feel like it got that vibe, but also yeah. it did kind of make me laugh out loud. It was very silly, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because he, like, he runs after the plane, he, like, flings himself onto yeah. it, he ends up, like, kind of bracing under the wheel so that it absorbs the shock <laughs> as it lands. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, when the airplane was circling before Krish got on the scene, air traffic control told them that they were clear to land, then said, best of luck. 
Yeah, and also <laughs> made me crack up because I was like, okay, they're gonna die. And then the pilots were like, well, we're probably gonna explode, but we're out of fuel, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. Krish saves the day, and he's also clearly a very well-loved hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but meanwhile, Rohit is at his work lab, and he and his co-workers are being briefed about a horrible virus outbreak in Namibia. And we see what looks to me to be very real footage of people suffering... This does not look staged. This looks like a real, like, news report that they just slotted into the movie, which felt a little, like, exploitative. Yeah, Yeah, exploitative. I'd kind of wanted to look it up to see what real footage they used, but then I was like, I don't really want to know. Yeah, not my favorite choice that the movie made. What we're to understand from this is that uh, there's this horrible outbreak of this virus. Um, the report shows Varun Shetty, who's the regional director of the WHO, the World Health Organization, saying that they've sent blood samples across the world to you know many labs so they can get lots of people working on finding a cure. Um, and then Shetty himself calls Rohit, because Rohit is a very important scientist man. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, Rohit, you're my last hope. Shetty hangs up the phone, and then he gets a call from a man who says that he has shocking information about the virus and its antidote, but his life is in danger, so he has to meet Shetty in a private location, so Shetty tells him to come to his office. Mm-hmm. When Shetty arrives at his office, there is a very sexy lady <laughs> oh, yeah. wearing a red dress uh, waiting for him, and he asks her to leave, and she very sensually approaches him. Um, and she says that she has the answers to all his questions if he just looks into her eyes. Um, and then he does look into her eyes, and then she grabs his arm, and she mutates into him. Yes. <laughs> becomes mm-hmm. him. And then she laughs, and he falls over. I think he's dead. Yeah, she did something. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I'm very he, curious about Kaya's powers. Yeah. Which- I'm sure we will also get into later. She can just kind of kill people by, like, putting her hand inside of them. Yeah, because there's something she kind of, like, sticks her hand or tries to stick her hand into their chests and does something. I don't know what she does in there, but she is just straight up Mystique from X-Men. Sure, yeah. (laughs) We can just believe what the movie tells us. We don't need to figure out the science. But it is interesting because I was reading reviews and then they were like, Kaya is like X-Men because she's wearing a bodysuit like Halle Berry wore a bodysuit. What? Halle and I was Berry like, is Storm. She's like, thank you, Kim. I know. I was like, I'm sorry. So you knew enough to know that Halle Berry <laughs> is in it as Storm, but didn't know enough to know that this character who's literally mutating into other people is Mystique? Fascinating. What a choice. Anyway. I'm going to talk about Storm a little bit later. Uh, Great. She's super cool. And the line that she has that is, you know, one of the best lines in any movie ever, but we'll talk about that when it comes up. Okay. Um, So, Kaya, we find out later that this woman, this sexy lady, is Kaya. And uh, she is now looking like Shetty, so the guy comes in who had called Shetty before, and he's like, it's Call Pharmaceuticals! They've been creating these viruses and then crafting the antidotes out of DNA fusions. Then Shetty, quote-unquote, morphs back into Kaya, and she tells him that he's made a grave mistake, and then she does the thing. She, like, throws her mm-hmm. hand into his body and, like, messes, rearranges messes his things around, and then he <laughs> dies. She steps through the window, like, through the glass. <laughs> yeah, so she also has the ability to, like, be a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind of, she's like air, you know, like, because she's a chameleon. 
as she steps through the window and kind of like flips down onto the roof below the narrator who narrated the opening of the movie comes back just for this one moment and i just really criticize the use of a narrator in this moment but comes in and says that this is kaya um, and says that she was made by, you know, the creator who's coming up with his own vision for Earth. And then we meet Kal, who is the creator. Which, so isn't the narrator Amitab? I think it is, yeah. Because I think they had a thank you in the beginning. But uh, still not necessary. Yeah, that's a weird that's so a weird It's thing. a lazy choice, like, write some exposition. We don't need a narrator. <laughs> But anyway, so Kal is our villain. He is telekinetic, but he's bound to a wheelchair, and he's been trying to get bone marrow for a transplant so that he can move uh, Mm -hmm. more than just his two fingers, which is all he can move currently. But his DNA is too unique for any bone marrow transplant, so he's been creating human-animal hybrids uh, that he calls (laughs) manimals. (laughs) I just... Because he's he's never heard of Danimals, so he was like, Danimals. And not the obvious mutants, because. Well, that's. Yeah, Call didn't. Call has seen X Men, so he didn't (laughs) want to rip off Mm -hmm. X Men. Although Um, he is a weird cross between Professor X and Magneto. Yes, he is. Uh, He's had no luck with any of these mutations so far, but he has created this army of like, I don't know, six or eight manimals. Um, Did you also notice that, like, some of them look like the vampires from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Because they have the big foreheads? The big forehead ridges. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I would believe that, yeah. I think they used the same makeup artist. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. (laughs) But in this scene where we're introduced to Call, we see the creation of a new manimal uh, named Striker, who is part frog and he's got a freaky long tongue. And but unfortunately, he's also not a match for the transplant. So why does he think that mixing his DNA with animals will give him what he needs? You know, I guess because like... his DNA isn't all human, and so he oh, hasn't right. come up with okay. the idea that it must be alien. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Rohit is back in the lab. He realizes that the virus is man-made, just as another of his scientist colleagues announces that the antidote has been found by Call Pharmaceuticals, and. We see poor Krishna get fired from yet another job, but he sees Priya on the news because Priya's job is a news reporter. And she is saying that Krish is going to be officially off duty at 11.30 p.m. (laughs) that evening. Um, And then he gets a text from her telling him to meet her at this club that night. Now, if you were a criminal (laughs) and someone announced on the news that the superhero that lived in your city was going to be off duty at 1130, like, don't you think you'd commit some crimes? Pretty (laughs) ideal. Yeah. Yeah. So that felt very irresponsible to me. But, you know, criminals are too busy to watch the news. You know, they're busy doing criminal stuff. And then they learn after the fact, they're like, darn it. That would have been perfect. You know who's another who is a criminal who watches the news though is Shah Rukh Khan's character Charlie from Happy New Year. <laughs> Just to make well, another yeah, Happy New like, Year reference, <laughs> he's like a justified criminal. Which I'm okay, sure. Okay, we'll so all the criminals about. who are up to no good don't watch the news. He's he's a criminal with a heart of gold. Right. Only the true evil criminals mm-hmm. don't watch the news. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm glad we hashed that out. Um, 
Anyway, so Krishna gets to the nightclub. Um, at first, it looks like no one's there, but then right as the clock strikes midnight, all the lights go on and everyone sings happy birthday to him. Um, and Priya goes over to hug him and tells him that she got him the best gift ever and then whispers in his ear that she's pregnant. Um, and they laugh gleefully, um, and she tells Krishna to blow out <laughs> blow out the single candle on his birthday cake, because I guess he's turning one year old. Um, <laughs> and then everyone starts snapping their fingers, and it's time to dance! Yeah! And we get our first dance number, Raghupati Raghav Raja Ram, which steals those lyrics from a Hindu devotional song. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, I was watching this, I was like, why are we singing about Ram? Uh, uh-huh. And also, why are we singing about Ram in this movie where, like, our lead character is named Krishna? Mm-hmm. Like, not that those two things are at odds with each other, and but... <laughs> they even make reference to one of, like, the Krishna, like, deities. Like... Yeah, we yeah. see we see people praying to, like, a, an idol of, of Krishna. This moment was when I realized that there's a lot of God stuff in this movie. Just, like... God huh. is all over the thing. <laughs> and we all have a little bit of God inside us. Apparently, yeah. I am going to pick this one for my favorite dance number. Then you know what? I'll save mine. Okay. <laughs> I will say, I don't think that mine has to go on the playlist. <laughs> but uh, this one was a bop. This one is a bop. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, Although, did yeah. you notice at some point they start saying hola amigos? Yes, at the end they do that, yeah. and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why either. I don't know what the point of that was. But it's this is a fun dance number. It's got great use of Rithik's bonelessness. Oh, yeah. Um, his, his dance moves are he exceptional. All the classics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of body rolls, a lot of gyrating. He does but the circular I... thing. Yes. He, he moves his shoulders. Yeah, it makes it look like parts of his body like don't belong to his body. It's weird. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to really highlight that stuck out to me about this song is like, if today we found out that there was an actual superhero like in India, Rithik Roshan would be the first person I would think of as like, he's probably the superhero. And like, yeah. the only reason that I would think maybe he's not is because he's busy being a Bollywood actor. And so I just had this thought of like, why do all of these people who know this like huge, jacked, super muscular man who can't hold down a job, like, why don't all of those people just go like, Krishna's Krish, right? Like, you think so too? <laughs> yeah, me too. It's <laughs> a great question, especially because. He has also very good hair that is styled right. the same exact way. That's and, also a good point, yeah. And, and the, and the piercing jaws, green like eyes. This, yeah, the yeah. green eyes are also telling. Yeah, it's a dead I giveaway. I don't know. I also wanted to call attention to the heels that Priya is wearing. Oh, she I didn't wearing, notice them. like, four-inch stilettos. Wow. And I am watching this woman dance <laughs> in, like, four-inch stilettos. And the Bollywood women deserve more praise for generally doing the same moves as the men. And when the men are in sneakers, <laughs> women They're are in, in these strappy yeah. heels. And I'm like, kudos to you. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, you'd have to have real strong ankles. <laughs> yeah. um, the next day, Priya and Krishna are telling Rohit 
uh, about the baby, and he's super excited, and he's saying that he lost his chance to, like, raise a child because of the whole thing where he was, everyone thought he was dead for Krishna's whole childhood. For, like, 20 um, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's super excited that he gets to have this second chance at, at raising a, a, a son, which is real sad mm-hmm. when we get to the end of the movie, but anyway. Oh, yeah, well, hmm. So, meanwhile, back at Call's lab, like, he has a bit of a freakout. We then see a flashback of him as a teenager where his dad is telling him, you know, don't use your powers for destruction. And Call is yeah. like, why am I like this? And his dad's like, I don't know, son. And Call's like, you do know! And then he kills him. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to call attention to this just because... Yes. <laughs> I don't think it's a very compelling backstory for a villain, it doesn't I, I, seem like he had a bad life. Like, obviously, it'd be right. very challenging to be a quadriplegic person. Yeah, That yeah. would pose its own challenge. But plenty of people live that way and are not evil. And to so, have these powers, right. Yeah. And he was also raised in a very wealthy home. So he had, like, all the yeah. privilege in the world and all the comfort in the world. I, I And I guess I just compare him because the movie, frankly, invites comparisons to Magneto. <laughs> yeah. And Magneto was the way he was because he was Jewish and lived through the Holocaust. And yeah, saw his, and, like, whole family murdered. And so, that is a pretty valid reason to be <laughs> upset with the world. That's a pretty valid reason. And here I'm like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're just, like, unhappy, which is fair, but maybe don't kill yeah. millions but like they could have had this flashback be him being like abused by his father yeah and then, yeah. yeah instead of his dad seems like a perfectly nice guy which you know i think it's fair to have a villain who's just straight through and through evil but it's always more compelling when you have a villain that you can kind of empathize with and exactly. see where they're coming from but. just like we talked about last week that's the that's the difference mm-hmm. between a good super superhero movie and an only okay one Yes. Back in the present, Call says that he knows that science has the answer to his cure. Now he just wants to continue spreading destruction, um, and he decides he wants to target India. Uh, We see his manimal minions distributing the virus. They're breaking vials in the train station. They're putting the virus into the water supply. People are immediately starting to exhibit these terrible symptoms. And then we we leave that for a minute, and we cut away (laughs) to a scene that really has nothing to do with the plot, but I do need to talk about it. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Which is just Stryker stealing people's ice cream cones? Or just yep. the ice cream off their ice cream cones? <laughs> Presumably for fun? Yeah, or just for <laughs> ice cream? Like, and this, here, here is a villain whose motives I can very truly understand. He's literally yeah. just, like, hiding behind corners and stealing people's ice cream, and that's, yeah. that's great. I wrote that he's the greatest and scariest of all villains. <laughs> he truly is. The yes. ice cream thief. Everybody is very upset about this. Um, This is where I wanted to reference uh, my favorite line from the X-Men movies from the original trilogy, where I think his name's Toad in Mm X-Men, the guy with the the tongue, and Storm, like, has him kind of in her clutches, (laughs) and she says, do you know what happens to a Toad when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else. Uh And then he gets struck by lightning and he dies. It's (laughs) so good. But anyway, so Krishna sees Stryker causing this mayhem. He goes and follows him. He switches into Krish mode, but Stryker gets away. And also not plot important, but we then see Kaya calling Call to give him an update on what's going on. And she uses her fingernails as a phone. (laughs) 
Oh, she's got like this funky that. like fingernail polish that turns into a phone, and so she's got like her hand what? up to her. Yeah, you. T- <laughs> How did I miss this? <laughs> it's literally like her fingers start to glow with like technology, and then she's holding up her hand. If you're a so, millennial or older, the way you would mime holding a phone. <laughs> so they can create that, but they can't figure out how to get called a walk. Um, apparently. Okay. I don't know. I don't write the rules. <laughs> <laughs> so the virus is spreading rapidly. We see people across Mumbai doing very poorly. Yeah. Um, Priya is, I think she's outside a hospital reporting on this and saying that countless people are already afflicted. Krish ends up outside of, I think, a different hospital. Um, mm-hmm. He comes upon a little girl and she collapses. And so he's carrying her. And yeah. as he's carrying her towards the hospital, all the people around him are calling for calling to him for help. Um, yeah. And he looks down, and the little girl has died in his arms. Ugh. It's very dark. Um, it's super dark. I do feel like it is a compelling thing to have happened. And... Yeah. It's like there are limits to my powers. Yeah. The next scene we get is Rohit uh, having that conversation with Krishna. Um, He has discovered that the virus that is affecting Mumbai is the same one that was affecting Namibia. And he finds out that Call Pharmaceuticals can't get a cure to them in anything less than 10 days. And then Rohit has this brainwave and he realizes, well, I've been around my coworkers who are all infected. You were out there among all the infected. Priya was out there among all the infected, but we're all fine. So there must be something that we all have in common. And Priya Mm -hmm. has the baby. So like there must be something in our blood or in our DNA that's causing this. And so as a test, Rohit tries to infect himself with the virus, but Krishna says, no, the world needs you right now more than it needs me. And so he infects himself with the virus. And at first it looks like it's spreading and starting to affect him, but then we see his body fight it off. Mm -hmm. Um, And so Rohit makes an antidote using Krishna's blood, um, and then they make these funky, like, antidote bombs that Krish distributes (laughs) around the city, and it kind of causes the antidote to rain down, um, and everyone is cured. And you could poke a lot of holes in this logic, but I loved it, and I'm okay with it. It's a beautiful, beautiful scene. (laughs) I thought of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. They do that, but that's in a magical world. Oh, that's right, yeah, when they... Right, when they get everyone's memories, yeah. Yeah, but... Everything I was reading was like, yeah, that's out of Amazing Spider-Man, which I'm going to be honest, Spider-Man's my favorite, but I don't remember the context of that, but I don't I even remember it. which movie that's that Andrew was. Garfield. Oh, okay. The, the first, first one, one with him? Okay. Mm-hmm. That one I did see, but yeah, I don't remember it either. It's too many superheroes anyway. and too many Spider-Men, frankly. That's not but, true. There's uh, there's never too many <laughs> Spider-Men. <Kim. laughs> uh, the Spider-Verse is never big enough. I wish um. I lived there. <laughs> Anyway, Call says someone has cheated him, but then a scientist who is in fact Anupam Kerr's brother, by the way. Thank you. Okay. I was looking at this guy and I was like, God, he's familiar. And he kind of looks like Anupam Kerr, but he's not. It's like, I know he's not. But and then I just, just thought like my him. brain just wanted it to be him. So it was like <laughs> distorting my view. Oh, okay. It is Great. his brother. But Anupam Kerr's brother says uh, that it's rumored that a scientist in Mumbai has discovered the antidote and... Call says that the antidote is his blood, so how can his blood be pumping in someone else's veins? Mm. And isn't that the question? Um, yeah. And that brings I, us to intermission. 
I also must have missed that. I swear I was paying attention, Kim. I don't know, but <laughs> I was shocked later on. Oh, really? I <laughs> yeah. Oh, my um, God. It was shocking in this moment for me, who couldn't sure. remember that this was the plot point of the movie, but um, less shocking later on. Anyway, so we open Act 2 with a ceremony honoring the heroes who saved Mumbai from the virus, um, which are, of course, Krish and Rohit. And Krishna is there, you know, not being honored because he had nothing to do with it. Um, but mm. he is wearing a pinstriped suit vest with a hood. Yep, it was great. So the speaker at this ceremony is thanking Krish, and then he calls up Rohit, um, and Rohit is saying, I'm also very grateful to Krish, and a reporter in the crowd asks Rohit if he knows Krish, and he says that he believes in Krish. Um, and then they unveil this huge statue of Krish. Mm-hmm. And then the crowd starts humming the Krish theme music, uh, and now it's time to dance again. This song is called God, Allah, or Bhagavan, which God, Allah, and Bhagavan, Bhagavan being in some parts of South Asia reference to like the abstract concept of like the universal deity in Hinduism. Yeah. So again, God, God vibes. Stuff. God stuff. <laughs> anyway, yeah, a lot of God vibes, but it is a lot of different gods, so I'm cool with that. All about like That's religious true. pluralism. Yeah. There are lots of kids dressed up in Krish costumes, as well as adults dressed up in Krish costumes during this dance number. We get to see Rohit doing some of his dance moves from Koi mm-hmm. Mil Gaya, which is great. And I like that then Krish dances next to him. Yeah. So you get to see both versions of Rhythmic dancing yeah. in different ways. Oh, I love <laughs> it. Again, he's a very impressive guy in his ability to be two different people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the manimals are destroying Rohit's lab, and Krish goes to check this out, and, like, they blow up his lab. It's, like, on fire. I understand that Stryker has a super long frog tongue, uh-huh. but just because you have one doesn't mean you can't use your hands. Like, he's just only using that to smash stuff. Maybe it's because he it's new, and he's just, like, super... It's, like, a new toy. He's like, I gotta use this. <laughs> Oh, God, maybe. I mean, it's just, like, less convenient, probably, than using your hands. I mean, maybe. Krish goes to check out the lab, um, and while he's gone, the manimals then go and attack Rohit and Priya while they're at home. Um, Because they're trying to kidnap Rohit, but then Krish makes it back in time. He literally, like, whirls uh, tornado-style. Like, like, yes, (laughs) onto the scene. Um, He fights them all off. And he actually manages to incapacitate Stryker. So now they've got Stryker in his in their custody. Did you um, also notice that they were clearly building, like, a giant canoe out of a giant oh, yeah. tree? I didn't know where the <laughs> canoe came from, so I just didn't mention it. Right? I was like, they must Why else would it be there? But it featured heavily in that fight. It did, yeah. Like, it could have just been a big log, but they right, made but a, it a was, canoe. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. <laughs> And then we see an ambulance pulling up to the house, and then the next thing we see is Krishna riding in the ambulance to the hospital with Priya. At the hospital, a nurse comes out of the hospital room and tells Krishna and Rohit that Priya is okay, but they couldn't save the baby. And as Krishna and Rohit mourn together, we see the nurse go back into the room, and it's actually Kaya. Mm. Um, and then Kaya goes and lays down on the hospital bed and morphs into Priya. And then we cut to the real Priya, 
She is being held captive by Call, and the baby is fine. Call is trying to use her to find out how Rohit got the antidote. Back at the house, Krishna is trying to comfort the woman who he thinks is his wife, Priya, mm-hmm. but who is actually Kaya. And, and he's being so sweet. He's being very sweet, very cute. And as he embraces her, we see Kaya, like there's kind of these moments where we see her as Kaya, I think just to kind of mm-hmm. like show Kaya as she's reacting to this. We see her kind of like melt into this hug, which... yeah any of us would. I know. I was like, oh boy, now Kaya's in love with Krish. I know. And I was like, girl, I get it. That's all it takes, <laughs> just one hug. So then Krishna and Rohit are at Rohit's lab where they're holding Stryker. Uh, they've cut out his tongue, which sad for him. Gross. But Rohit is like, he's a mutant. Kaya, meanwhile, she's at the Krishna statue, or sorry, the Krish statue, not the Krishna statue. Um, and she's checking out all the gifts that have been left for Krish, which again, very like God honoring. Mm-hmm. And Krishna calls her and tells her that her attacker is regaining consciousness. And so she goes as Priya to the lab, and Stryker wakes up like right as she walks in. And he, I think he can tell that she's Kaya. And then he breaks free and he kind of like charges her. And she does the mess up of his insides with yeah. her hand thing, and Krishna also like throws him into a wall. Um, Where so they he's have dead. a giant, they have a giant jar of acid. There's a lot. Why of, would you? Why would you of, have a lot of in bottles of acid? Well, you, they probably need it for things. They pro- they're, it's probably like you know, yeah, like corrosive chemicals. And then we get a scene where uh, Krishna is at the mall, and so is Kaya as herself, not Priya. And there's this stupid woman who's holding her baby and runs and trips and falls over the edge of the like mall like, let's balcony. Let's go of her baby. <laughs> and then yeah, drops her baby. Um, oh and, but luckily, the balcony is high enough that there's time for Krishna to grab the woman and Kaya mm. to save the baby. Kaya, you know, now she's starting to feel like, oh, I can be a good person. Yeah. And then we get another song called Dil Tu Hey Bata. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> which is your classic, like, love song, even though it's a one-sided love. Set in Jordan. In Jordan. Um, it's, you know, we're posing fashionably yeah. around international location. Mm-hmm. Classic. <laughs> I'm going to say, because you took the first one, I'll say that this one's my favorite. Uh-huh. I don't think it's particularly <laughs> memorable. No, me neither. But I did really enjoy it. Like, yeah. I feel like it achieved what it wanted to achieve. Yes. Which was this romantic vibe. I thought that Kaya's first outfit was just 10 out of 10 with, like, the red and the yeah, hair Yeah, the big style. hair. Yeah. Oh, it and was great. I loved um, that outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And and then you just get a really nice, like, nose up the neck, mm-hmm. which I always love. We it's love that. Good. We yeah. do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, Krishna just, like, presses, like, the gentlest of kisses to her neck. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Like, I was swooning. So that's, yeah. like, that's what they want. And... Like, the final outfit, he's in this, like, tattered black vest thing that is, like, just buttoned, like, one or two, and then oh, she, it's like, it's just, <laughs> it's just on, and then she unbuttons it, and then it's just, like, a wind gust comes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it's all great. of it. It's great. So, yep, Kaya's in love with, with Krishna. Um, aren't we all? Aren't we all? <laughs> And 
uh, she calls Carl and she's telling him that she needs more time and he says that she's got to get him the information he needs by tomorrow or he'll get it his own way. Carl, meanwhile, is studying Priya's body um, and there's some very inaccurate (laughs) science in here about fetuses. um, Uh, Yeah. But... (laughs) Wildly uh, inaccurate. Yeah. He wants to, like, take her baby out and see if it's a match... Or if he can mutate it and, like, steal its bone marrow. Um, and the scientists are like, well, we gotta wait another week until she me- meets, uh, until she makes it to three months. Yeah. And then we can take the baby out. But if we do it before, then we're just gonna kill the baby. Which is, like, literally half the time that a baby actually needs to be in it's, the womb. Yeah, viability is 24 weeks. Yep. And that is, like, a 7% chance of survival. So, mm. like... Incorrect. And I also, I tried to Google this. I don't think babies have bone marrow at three months. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't I, think that I, they, I, they created that yet. <laughs> they could have just Googled it, but then I get, uh, who knows why they did what they did. It's fine. They made the choices they made. Um, We're in the sci-fi just... fantasy of this. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> anyway, so Rohit is telling Krishna that he's discovered that the DNA from the Kal Pharmaceuticals antidote and from Stryker, the mutant, and the Krish antidote, that all it's all the same. Um, mm-hmm. And so he tells Krishna that he's going to go to Singapore because he can't help but feel like the answers to all of these questions lie in his past. But then we see it was Kaya pretending to be Krishna all along. Oh my gosh. Rohit calls Krishna the next day from Singapore, and he tells him that he's found what he's looking for, and Krishna's like, dad what are you doing in singapore mm-hmm. and rohit's like i told you i was coming to singapore and then krishna puts all the pieces together uh he goes home as krish and priya as kaya starts freaking out and she starts calling to krishna for help and then krish is like i know you're not priya if you were right. priya you'd know and so she changes also, back into yeah. Kaya. She realizes that Krishna is Krish, and she says, wherever Priya is, she's fine, and so is your child. So now Krishna knows that the baby is safe. A lot of emotions. A lot of emotions. And again, he kissed a woman who's not his wife. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. <laughs> Although he thought she was. He his thought, wife. yeah, it wasn't his but fault. Then, that always brings up the whole "you really didn't realize that wasn't me." Like, well, and he thought that she was just sad. That's so true. <laughs> I think that that was how he would have justified it. But yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But yeah, again, you know, Kai has been staring into this man's eyes for days now. Yeah, I don't know how she's so surprised when she's like, "Oh." Anyway, so uh, we do see that Rohit gets, like, captured in Singapore, and so now he is Mm -hmm. in Kal's hands, and he tells Kal what it is he learned in Singapore, that Dr. Arya wanted to create a new Rohit, um, so he used Rohit's DNA to make a baby, but then when that baby was born paralyzed from the neck down, Arya wanted to kill him, but his minions convinced him to just put the baby in an orphanage. And then Kal laughs and he says, I was that boy! Uh, and he says, now I know that the cure is your bone marrow. Meanwhile, we see Krish and Kaya skiing their way to Kal's, like, remote mountain laboratory. I think that all skiers should have to wear a trench coat or a cape because it looks super fly. It does look really cool. I think, yeah, like when you're moving fast and you have a cape, as long yeah, as there's no just... risk of that cape getting caught on something, it's a Which, great, great choice. We, we've seen The Incredibles. It's... Yeah, no capes. 
Yep, Krish and Kaya arrive. Uh, the Manimals attack them, but Kaya helps to fight them off. Kaya rescues Priya, but Kal isn't there, and neither is Rohit. And he's at some other secret lab in some other set of less snowy mountains. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kal has done the surgery, so now he is fully mobile, and we see him like get up from the surgery table. He still um, wouldn't have any leg muscle, but it's fine. I know, this man is very bulky. But anyway, now that the surgery is done, he kills his scientists, um, R.I.P. Anupamkar's brother. And, <laughs> uh, and then he calls Kaya to thank her for all of the work that she did and tells her to come and meet him where he first created her. Mm-hmm. And then he uses his telekinetic powers to pull up all this metal and make himself a freaky metal suit that just makes him look like an American football player. <laughs> yeah, it's not that scary. <laughs> it's really not that scary, no. And it also would be hard to move in, just like mm-hmm. like raw metal that you've I actually had this body. thought, because unless he was then using his telekinesis to move the metal... I think that's what he was doing, but that sounds like so much work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he should have had the suit ready to go. Yep. He had a ton of time to think about this so and plan time. it. Um, <laughs> but again, we have a villain who maybe is not so great at, like, executing his vision. Yeah, this is true. Kaya and Krish arrive. Kal fights Kaya and ends up killing her because he knows that she betrayed him. And she dies in Krish's arms. Um, and Kal sees her die in Krish's arms and he says, Save your tears for our father mm-hmm. um and then he says yes we're both brothers from the same <laughs> father and the only difference is love and here's where i want to argue against that for two reasons one krishna also grew up without his With- father's love yep yep agreed mm-hmm. and two Kyle's dad seemed like a nice enough guy so yep. <laughs> he just like didn't want him to be evil <laughs> yeah how dare he Some of the dialogue could have been better. I think the motivation of the villain could have been better, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we have been given. But so Kal and Krish fight. Kal ends up trapping Krish against a wall and then knocks him to the ground. And then Kal stomps on his chest very powerfully. And we hear Krish's heartbeat slow to a stop. And Mm -hmm. Krish has died. And Rohit sees this and he tries to go to Krish, but Kal stops him and then he flies out of the room like Superman. But so then Rohit turns and he sees himself in a mirror and he has an idea. Mm-hmm. Back in Mumbai, we see the Krish statue explode from like the waist up. And Kal flies in and is standing on the Krish statue's legs. And he, you know, shows off his powers. He kills some people. He's making these proclamations of evil. He says that he's killed Krish. And then he calls Priya to come to him. Mm -hmm. Back at Kal's second lab, where Krish is lying dead, Rohit sets up mirrors in the appropriate configuration so he can harness Mm -hmm. the sun. And his pen starts beeping. Um, And so the beam of light flashes forward and it's hitting Krish, but we see that his body is starting to burn from the power of the sun. And so Rohit remembers the need for a filter with a brain. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's very silly, but it's also very powerful. It's very very emotional, yeah. (laughs) Um, The acting was superb. The acting was great. And so he goes, he stands in front of the beam of light, the light burns through him, 
and just enough light passes through him that we see Krishna start to like actually wake up and come back to life. And Rohit is glowing with this abundance of power and he says, never think that you are alone. No one really dies. Energy just transfers from one being into another. An old life ends and a new life begins. I'm coming back to life in you. Our powers are uniting. I'll be alive in you. But so then Rohit does, like, he sort of bursts in light, and he does, you know, and he has now passed on. Which which is a very beautiful thing, though. Like, if you do believe in reincarnation, and you mm-hmm. do believe in that energy going somewhere, and then giving birth to something new, I'm like, yeah, yeah. that's a really beautiful thing. It is, yeah. I really liked that, and I liked how this ties in with the whole message of, like, we are all Krish, which... We get back into that, back into those vibes here in the next scene, because Priya shows up to confront Kal, and this whole crowd of people kind of joins in with her um, in solidarity as she walks up to him. Priya says that Krish will stay alive as long as any of them still lives. Just like Dumbledore, as long as someone in Hogwarts, like, believes in him, he'll always be there. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, there's, like, so many, yeah. (laughs) This happens in harry potter definitely happens in like various it's a common superhero theme. films yeah mm-hmm. Spartacus. but it's a good one it's still <laughs> yeah it still gets to me i still really like it oh yeah um people coming together it's a powerful thing yeah and people kind of all being connected uh mm-hmm. by by the power of good call tries to shoot a bunch of rubble at people and like stab them with it but yeah. just as it's about to strike them all in the face it freezes and then there's Krish. Yeah. So does he now have telekinetic powers too? He now has more power because he has Rohit's power too. And he has the power right. of the sun from Jadu and Jadu had telekinetic powers. Okay. All right. So yes. All right. And he and can I fly now. And I do think it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. But so yeah, Krish is, he's standing on his own statue. He's got tears in his eyes. It's a beautiful moment. Unless you're trying to poke holes in the logic. (laughs) (laughs) It was a beautiful moment, but I was just confused. I feel like things could have been explained better. They could have. I'm totally just teasing. (laughs) Um, But so what follows is a very elaborate and destructive fight between Kal and Krish, where they are just demolishing a lot of buildings. And undeniably, like, a lot of people definitely did die as these buildings are falling, but Krish manages to save a couple of them. Um... (laughs) But Kal is very much getting the upper hand in this fight. Mm-hmm. At one point, it's just, it's all so ridiculous. Krish is trying to stop a building from falling to the ground. And there's a baby. Like, so again, yeah, yeah. just like in the first Krish movie, someone just abandoned this baby in a stroller. Like someone was just like, I'm running with my baby. I'm just going to leave it here and keep running and I- save myself. <laughs> also, it's just, it's such a cheap plot device. It really is. Yeah. Like you could use it once in, over yeah. the course of your three movie <laughs> series, but like maybe make it a different person. Yeah. Like, I understand that babies, babies, like, represent the epitome of innocence, but any human should, like, he wouldn't want any human to die in that situation. What if that baby grows up to be the villain of Krish 4? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I bet he'll be regretting saving it then. Anyway. That's uh, compelling. (laughs) Krish does save the baby. I kind of lost track of a lot of what happened in this oh, fight. God, me too. Um, there's a lot more of like ups and downs of like Krish is dead. No, he's not. Call's dead. Mm-hmm. No, he's not. Um, Krish gets stabbed. 
Call gets stabbed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Call, when he gets stabbed, he has a line where he's like, I was never born, so I can never die, which... What does that even mean? Yeah, because, like, he was born. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Chris seems like he's down for the count, but then he hears this beeping, and he realizes that it's Rohit's pen. Mm-hmm. He flies up, he catches the sunlight. Again, the beam of light gathers, and it strikes Call. And Call at first is like laughing and then he realizes that he's like about to explode because of all of the power of the sun that's bursting into his and, body. And now he's like covered in metal. So basically he's that's made true. himself into an oven. He has made himself into an and oven. And his organs are the inside. Hoisted <laughs> on his own petard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this again is where I thought of Galaxy Quest. Call melts and then he explodes. Yeah, um, into like he's just like lava. Yeah, it's very gooey. And then we jump forward six months, and Priya has just given birth to a baby boy. Yeah. Um, And Krish goes into the hospital room, and he kisses Priya on the forehead, and he says that he wishes that his dad was there to see this and to meet the baby. And Priya says, well, he is here, because I have named the baby Rohit. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they turn to look at the baby, but the baby's gone. (laughs) (laughs) And they're, like, looking all around the room, and then they see something up in the corner of the ceiling that makes them smile and laugh. Did you feel like it was a bit of a cop-out that they didn't just show a CGI, like, a baby? I did at first, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, that's kind of funny, because it's like, we we know what what they're getting at, but we also don't know what they're getting at. Not right, um, not right. But the last shot we get of the movie is Krish standing, looking over the city with his coat billowing out behind him, and then mm-hmm. the credits roll. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I liked it. Like, I did enjoy it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I liked it more than I liked Krish, which kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was a little bit more fun, a little bit easier to watch. It was trying to do a little bit less. It was a little more straightforward in its plot. Yeah, it hit the superhero mark in a way that Krish did not. I don't think anyone will ever say that the plot was original. Definitely not. (laughs) But that's okay too, you know? I don't know. It it never really necessarily claimed to be original. That's true, yeah. To be totally honest, like... It almost feels like a little bit of a shame in a way, because, like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that the plot of Koi Mil Gaia is the most original thing in the world, but it is still... Like, I feel like it was its own thing. Yeah, like, and yeah. it's a little bit of a bummer to see that the way that the series has then gone is into this very, like, derivative yeah. area. I do wish that more of the charm of Koi Mil Gaia had made its way into the Krish movies. If we had gone more in that direction, which feels a little bit more like Rakesh Rashan's, like, what he's good at, I might have liked the series a little bit better, and it might have felt a little more original. Yeah, I agree with that. I I feel like maybe that was what his goal had been with Krish. Uh Uh-huh. And it didn't necessarily... It didn't pan out. ...turn out the way that he would have wanted. I mean, maybe he he was happy with it. I I don't know. I don't know. Again, there's like six or seven people credited with writing these movies. Mm -hmm. And I remember reading uh, a review that said something like, you know, the more writers you have doesn't necessarily mean the better the writing's going to (laughs) be. So it does seem like maybe that was a a shortcoming. Like these things didn't really all come together in quite so perfect of a way. 
Yeah, and I, I think it's hard because, like, I would watch it again, but at the same time, I'd rather watch X-Men. <laughs> sure, yeah. I understand drawing inspiration from other things, and, like, we have been doing superheroes in this country since, like, the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, true capital S superhero. I understand yeah. that there's been, like, enhanced humans throughout many myths and legends for hundreds and thousands of years, but... The actual, like, capital S superhero did originate in, like, 1937-ish was in it, the States. Was it Superman? It was actually Phantom. Oh. You think it'd be Superman. <laughs> Superman apparently came out a year later. I think Phantom was a, a smaller Got reach superhero. I don't know much about him. But yeah, you know, after that first original idea, basically every single superhero built on top of that has drawn inspiration from it so I do kind of there there is this precedent for drawing from other superhero things yeah I think there are certain it's it's like any genre where there are like there are tropes and I think what a good superhero movie will do well is play with those tropes or include them in slightly different ways Mm -hmm. or yeah add to them like bring in new elements this actually like dovetails perfectly into my research That's great! I decided to look into inspiration versus plagiarism. Oh. What if we specifically look at Hollywood? What's going on there? (laughs) Um, It's part of a wider conversation that, like, we in the States are also dealing with, where it's like, when does an adaptation stop being an adaptation and it's just a copycat remake? or? When does an original idea that draws inspiration from something become an adaptation because it's drawn too much from something? And so right. I don't think anyone actually really has those answers. Set There's in not stone. a clear line. No. Yeah. And I was thinking too about how we said before, I, I think we might have cut it for time in an earlier episode, but we said we'd welcome any Bollywood remake of a Hollywood film. Yeah. Um, I was like, bang, bang, anyone? (laughs) Um, From our perspective, you know, we might appreciate that, but other people might not. And they might say that's a ripoff and you're lazy. (laughs) Right. Yeah. For doing that. Yeah. I wanted to just go through a few remakes that have happened in Bollywood that were remakes of Hollywood films that might have been praised for their remakeness or heavily criticized. Okay. Um, There's nothing uniform across the board. But yeah, so similar to the reasons behind Bollywood adapting other Indian language films to Hindi language films, mm-hmm. Bollywood has found that remaking successful Hollywood films has been a good technique to boost box office success. But did you know that there is a Hindi adaptation of Mrs. Doubtfire? No! Yeah, so Mrs. Doubtfire came out in 1993, and in 1996 there was a Tamil language film called Avey Shanmugi. And then Bollywood came along in 1997, the year after, and made a Hindi language version called Chachi 420. Which is funny, it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting um, choice of numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we got an actual remake of When Harry Met Sally. Oh. Which was, you know, When Harry Met Sally was a 1989 Hollywood film. In 2001, Hum Tum with Saif Ali Khan and Rani Mukherjee. 
I haven't. I was about to say I've seen that movie. I have not seen it, but I've seen like I've seen like it, it advertised. Like as I've mm-hmm. looked through their bodies of work before, I did not realize that it was yeah when and Harry met Sally. I'd be so curious, especially with these movies I haven't seen, because is it truly an adaptation, or did they just say, oh, we're going to take the general plot line and make it our own? Because right. two very different things, and I do think sometimes that the critics that I find on the internet um, and the reviews are like, it's a remake of this. Like, Koi Mugaya being a remake of E.T., I would disagree mm-hmm. with that. Right. Who knows exactly, like, is it actually a shot-for-shot remake? Right. Or is it just, we're inspired by this? Which plenty of other romantic comedies could have drawn inspiration exactly. from. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. IMDb says that Humtum came out in 2004. Okay. Humtum might be a 2004 film. It's one of the two. (laughs) Either way, early 2000s. Yeah. Then it also, this article brought up Action Replay. Oh, God. (laughs) It was so bad. (laughs) One of the worst experiences of my life. Which is such a bummer. (laughs) We were drawn in by Aditya. Yeah. But yeah, Action Replay, the 2010 Hindi language film, is a remake of Back to the Future, 1985. And it was (laughs) god awful. (laughs) (laughs) Although at the same time, I would watch it again. <laughs> no, I think we'd watch it again because we don't remember exactly no. how bad it was. Right, and it would be a lot worse watching it alone than watching it with you Wait. was. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather watch Back to the Future, obviously. But yes, so those are just some examples. I think some of those films were loved by people. Some were uh-huh. like, that was crap. <laughs> But I did also want to go more in depth for some, because it seems like this has been happening fairly consistently, like, sure. over the last few decades. And while some of the press might be like, it's a remake of this, people are like, okay. And then they either go to see it or they don't, and they like it or they don't, but it kind of doesn't go beyond that. Yeah. But a movie called Conte, which was made in 2002, mm-hmm. was adapted from the 1998 film Reservoir Dogs. Oh. By Quentin Tarantino. Okay. When I was going to say, I was like, that's going to be a dark movie if it's kind Oh, of... yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I actually, it's one of the Tarantinos I haven't seen, but it's about, it's like a heist. It's a heist movie. Okay, um, yeah. And what's interesting is that apparently the Hindi version is also set in California. Like, it's a bunch of oh. Indian guys doing a heist in the States. Um, what was it called again? Conte? K-A-A-N-T-E. But what's so cool about this is that that really was, like, I believe a shot-for-shot remake. And when Quentin Tarantino was asked about it, he said that it was his favorite adaptation of Reservoir Dogs. Huh. Um, And that he was honored that the biggest legends in Bollywood had starred in it. Yeah. And he even ended up screening it at the movie theater he owns in L.A. alongside Reservoir Dogs. So you have this director who's just like, cool i love it like this is a great piece of cinema i love what you did with it and then that's not always the case (laughs) right yeah i that is really interesting to me and i i really respect there are ways that i reasons that i don't respect quentin tarantino (laughs) but Mm -hmm. i do i do like that he felt that way about it and he instead of having a negative opinion about it he praised it and like showed it off to the world and was like this is pointed at it as a great example of, like, cinema and was like, people should enjoy this. Yeah. And, again, it's hard for us, I think, to weigh in when we haven't seen, like, any of the movies I'm bringing up, but... No. 
I think there is a difference between taking material and then making it for Indian culture and an Indian audience versus not. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, so then there was a hitch. There was an actual hitch remake. Oh. Called Partner. Okay. So Partner came out in 2007, two years after Hitch. And the creators of Partner received cease and desist letters from Overbrook Entertainment and Sony Pictures. Uh, And the Hollywood companies were considering filing a lawsuit about the plagiarism. Oh, goodness. Uh, But then they ended up settling out of court and they were able to make Partner. But apparently, I'm pretty sure it like bombed. Were you going to mention who stars in the movie Partner? No, I didn't actually write that down. (laughs) Oh, well, you'll be excited to learn that it stars Salman Khan. Oh. uh, And also Katrina Kaif. Sorry, Katrina. Oh, Katrina. That's a bummer, lady. I'm sorry. You're you're doing okay. (laughs) Listen, we all make mistakes. (laughs) Um, Salman Khan. There's another movie on here that has Salman Khan. Um, But then, in 2011, a film called Benda Ye Binda Hey was meant to be inspired by My Cousin Vinny, the 1992 film. And they got the permission from the Hollywood producers to use the concept as inspiration for the main storyline. But then Final Product ended up being a scene-by-scene remake. Uh. So 20th Century Fox was furious, and they filed a copyright infringement complaint against the producers, but they ended up also settling out of court, and the Indian producers ended up agreeing to pay for the rights to legally remake My Cousin Vinny. And that was the first time a Bollywood studio had to pay to remake a Hollywood film. Yeah, so this was huge. It was like, Hollywood studios were like, yeah, you can use our material, just pay us for it. Right. Which I think is fair if you're doing a scene-for-scene remake. But this film actually ended up being shelved until 2021. So for like (laughs) 10 years, it sat on the shelf. (laughs) And then it was released like two years ago. Interesting. Yeah. Then we get to a Salman Khan film that came out in 2008 called God to See Great Ho. Uh, and it was directed by Rumi Jaffrey and starred Salman Khan and Priyanka Chopra. Aww. Yeah. And now it's a comedy about a TV producer who curses God, played by Amitabh Bakhtan, for all of his failures. In response, God hands over his divine power for 10 days. This sounds Salman- familiar. Oh, does it? <laughs> Salman Khan's character then uses his power to romantically pursue the love interest and compete with his rival before realizing that he has to address the world's prayers too. So Rumi Jaffrey, the writer and director, denied that it was a remake of Bruce Almighty. What? <laughs> <laughs> which had come out five years ago. He said that it was actually inspired by a village folktale about a Brahmin and is a modern version of an Indian story. He added that just because Amitabh Bakchan in the role of the Almighty is dressed in a white suit, it doesn't mean that the film is a copy of Bruce Almighty. I feel like that probably isn't the the only reason that people pointed in that direction. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so reviews of the film acknowledge that it does change things to fit Indian culture by bringing in a family angle and adding drama and fight sequences and a Mm -hmm. wedding scene. But it also has a scene with a chair that functions as a lie detector, which also happens in Bruce Almighty. Mm. And despite Jaffrey's denial that it drew from Hollywood, it seems like it has always been called the, quote, Bruce Almighty remake by critics and, like, the press. It is listed that way on IMDb, which I yeah. find really funny. I 
what I do think is interesting is, like, if you're taking a movie like that, which Bruce Almighty has, obviously, a lot of very Christian imagery in it. Yes. Like, if you were to take that movie and adapt it and say, like, you know, if they were going to make the choice and say, like, okay, this is now, like, a Hindu... That'd be uh, so interesting. Like, it would be really interesting. Because you have the different and, deities, probably, like, involved. Yeah. Yeah, and if you just owned up to that and you were like i'm gonna make bruce almighty but i'm gonna have it be a different religion doesn't have to be hinduism like that's that's, really interesting (laughs) that's the thing and everything i was reading is like there is this reluctance to acknowledge source material yeah stop pretending you're not like stop acting like you've never seen this movie because clearly you have yeah um and this next next example I'm, i'm almost done this is like the last example, but there was a, a Shahid Kapoor film with Ali Abbat that came out in 2016 called Uta Punjab, and the plot of that was taken from a book called High Society, which was written by an English author, Ben Elton, and published in 2002. So this movie came out in 2016, and so just some similarities. So Uta means high. And the plot of the film resembles the plot of the book. When plagiarism accusations first surfaced, the writer and director refused to comment. Later, the screenwriter admitted to reading the novel many years ago, but that he couldn't remember much of it and he didn't use it as an inspiration. However, (laughs) both the film and the novel feature a musician, one is a pop star and one is a rock star, named Tommy, whose name's Tommy in both. (laughs) The meetings between Tommy and the main female character are the same, and the female character in both ran away from home after their dreams of becoming a sports star were ruined. There's coincidences, and then there's just, like... A star of sports. (laughs) Yes. But what's interesting here, and this is what the writer was focusing on, was that the, the overarching message of the English novel, High Society, is that drugs should be legalized. Okay. Whereas the message of this movie... Uta Punjab, it's seeking to show the reality of the drug problem in Punjab, and its message is about rehabilitation. So there, sure, you're doing something different. The message is different. You've you've shaped it based on your research you did in your local area, and that's great. But acknowledge that even if you didn't intentionally draw from this novel that you read years ago, it's stuck in your brain. Yep. And again, it's like, if you come out and say it, it's like, you know, I understand fearing that you might not get the rights but then in that case if you don't get the rights then you can't tell the story and you shouldn't just try to do it like under the table like this and deny it but like if you do get the rights you are already putting a really interesting spin on it and if Mm -hmm. it had from the start been like this is an adaptation of high society but this is the spin i've put on it yeah when you said it was based on a novel i started to think about uh fitur and how it's based on I think that's a great adaptation. Why can't I remember what it's called? Great, great Expectations. expectations. Mm-hmm. And, like, they change the whole conflict to be around, like, the conflict in Kashmir. And they, right. like, do all this other interesting stuff. Like, you know. It's very cool. And, like, yeah. if you can do that with, like, Charles Dickens, why can't you do that with a modern <laughs> novel? You right. know? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what's upsetting, is that it's, like, just own it? Yeah. But Yes. On this topic, the author Ravinder Singh has said, if there are multiple ingredients and series of things happening in a film exactly in the same fashion as talked about by somebody else in a book, then definitely it is plagiarism. Mm -hmm. As a creative person, you can always talk about something as long as you give due credit to the person who has written the thing and there's nothing embarrassing about it. 
Uh-huh. True. Yep. Which, yeah, we talked about this with Koyama Gaia, how we kind of were like, come on, Rakesh, just acknowledge that you did draw from E.T. Um, yeah. In certain aspects. It's fine. Just, it's weird if you don't. Yeah. And then I think you see Bang Bang, which at the be- very beginning of Bang Bang, it's like, this is a remake of Night and Day. Uh, yeah. Or, like, like, the other one I keep thinking about is Aisha, which is, mm-hmm. like, Emma. it's a ripoff yeah. of Emma, but it's also almost more so a ripoff of Clueless. <laughs> yes. But, like... <laughs> which, yeah, it's funny. Nobody's <laughs> denying that. Like, everybody knows. <laughs> right. And it almost makes you free, then, to just enjoy it. Exactly. Yeah. Um... It's also just the fact that when the press inevitably brings it up, there's, like, movie makers who continue to just deny it. They're like, no, that's wrong. It was this folk tale. And people are like, "Mm -hmm, okay. Uh, No, that's that's Bruce Almighty. (laughs) Right? It's like, I'm sorry, but then why did you choose to have your main guy be, like, a TV producer? (laughs) I'm sure that wasn't the case in the folk tale. Yeah. (laughs) But... Credit to the Krish 3 team. Mm-hmm. I know we've been giving Rakesh crap about Koimogaya and E.T., but I couldn't find anything about him denying the inspiration of X-Men for okay. Krish 3. Great. And I did actually find an interview with Rithik in which he said he invites the comparison. Great. Um, because it means they've done what they set out to do, which is create an Indian film that can be included in the superhero genre and seen as drawing inspiration from other superhero films. So, yeah. Who knows if that's the thought of his dad as well? But this is happening a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's tricky, and I think it's important to continue to bring up, but I also don't think that it necessarily means we should never watch these kinds of films, you know? No, yeah. Two things. It's the acknowledgement of it, and it's also mm-hmm. the amount of time that has gone by. Because, and we, I'm pretty sure we mentioned this in the same episode where we talked, where I, like, we said, like, we'll welcome any <laughs> Bollywood remakes of Hollywood mm-hmm. movies. Would love to see that Bollywood remake of The Princess Bride. Oh, like, yeah. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe, in, maybe people in India haven't seen The Princess Bride. I don't know. But it's also <laughs> but, like, been, like, 40 years. Yeah, so. <laughs> and so, like, if it had happened two or five years after mm-hmm. Princess Bride came out, like, everyone would be like, you're just making this thing, you're trying to make money off of it, right. but, like, we're millennials, we love nostalgia, like, we want to mm-hmm. see things that remind us of our childhood. Um, but again, yeah, I, I would want, though, uh, an Indianized Absolutely, version. yes. It's yeah. still, it has to have that twist, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, shot-for-shot shot remakes are, are never really gonna do it for me, I don't think. Right. It does have to be its own thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, if you're like, oh, there's not that much of a spin we can put on it, then maybe just don't make it. You yeah. know what I think? Right, yeah, then what's the point of making it? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all really interesting. I, I appreciate that research. And again, you know, there wasn't really a whole lot to, to pull from Krish 3, so I think you, you picked a really interesting topic. Yeah, like, there's not really a resolution. But, yeah, I think it's fair that if we always said, well, this drew this element, even in Hollywood, if we said mm-hmm. that this drew this element from this film, and so I'm not going to watch it. We'd never watch anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for your research this week. Do you have any Bollywood news? I do not. I don't either. Oh, so, right. <laughs> breeze by that. Pluggables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have an Instagram, Two mm-hmm. White Girls Talk Bollywood. You can find us there, follow us. Maybe I'll get fancy with Instagram coming up. We'll see. I've got ambitions, but 
<laughs> do I, I have the energy? I have ambitions for branching out into other social yeah. media platforms. So, so stay tuned, folks. <laughs> we'll, we'll get our stuff together. Yeah. At some point. Um, Maybe. But for now, for now, we appreciate any and all support. So yeah, you can find us on Instagram. And if you feel so inclined, you can subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. You can leave a review or a rating. We also just love to hear from you. So yeah, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And come hang out with us on YouTube and Spotify too, where we keep our Bollywood bangers playlists and add our favorite songs from the movies uh to Mm -hmm. to those playlists each week uh and we link those in our episode descriptions as well as in our instagram posts on tuesdays right yes great (laughs) (laughs) yes that is correct so next film which i had forgotten we were gonna do this yeah so we're gonna take a break from superheroes yes Um, we'll be back we will be back but um we didn't want to do too many superhero movies in a row so our next movie this was a request from a listener actually (laughs) so yeah our next movie is actually a recommendation from suvia so thank you very much for giving us a whole list which yeah we're very excited about and we promise we will get through them. I know there's at least one other movie on her list coming up. Yeah. But yeah, so the the movie we are going to watch for next week is called Bay Ficaré. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so um, excited. I'm so excited because I love this movie so much this is like ranveer singh at his best maybe not at his best but at his rom-com best for sure yeah oh yeah the music is so good it has some of the like i don't know how i'm gonna pick a favorite we're gonna have to add like five songs to our playlist (laughs) for this one and vani kapoor is also here and she's Mm -hmm. great too yeah I'm it's... honestly shocked that this movie has as poor of ratings on IMDb as it does because it's such a great movie. Well, we will acknowledge, though, would be better if the last 10 minutes didn't the, happen. Yeah, the, the ending <laughs> or is... Or was changed. The ending is terrible, but everything up to that point is great. But you know what's delightful? I don't really remember the ending. Great. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just go back through, I'll enjoy it the whole time, and then... Once again, I'll be annoyed. But that's, that's okay. what happens every time I watch it. I'm like, God, this movie's great. And then the ending happens. And I'm like, why did they do this? But anyway, the plot on IMDb is what starts as a crazy one night stand ends up in a relationship. But Dharma and Shira fall out of love just as quickly. Where will life take them now? Mm. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, so thank you. For people yes. to watch it, it's on Amazon Prime. And the synopsis on Amazon Prime is, Bayfic Ray is a carefree love story of Dharam and Shira who find love in an engaging series of experiences. Which sounds sexual. (laughs) Also, Bayfic Ray literally means carefree. So they just, yeah, I like the use of that in the description. A little bit redundant. Love it. Uh... (laughs) Doused in the spirit of Paris, it celebrates a sensual and free-spirited love. That feels like just a lot of words kind of throw, like, doused in the spirit of Paris. I know, Paris. it's like, a, what it's, is that they're mean? like, someone had a certain vibe going when they wrote this. <laughs> they're like, we just need to mention that it's set in Paris. Let's just get that in however we can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is fun. 
it's just a good time. Go forth, enjoy. We'll take a little break from superheroes, and then we'll come back in a few weeks. Yeah, and it's gonna be delightful. It is. Yeah, can't wait. Um, but uh, until then, mm-hmm. remember, uh, Bollywood. <laughs> Bollywood doesn't need us, but in some instances, does need our film industry. Certain filmmakers do seem to need Hollywood sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I have nothing to do with. But no, yes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Uh, but we definitely need Bollywood.